1: To episode 11 of Cinema Toast Crunch. As always, I'm your host Garvis, and I'm Garvis,
2: and I'm Kayla. Uh,
1: so we ran into a bit of an issue trying to get uh, the last episode put up. We tried, or I tried everything, in my, everything in my power to get it, you know, cut down, cut out some of the dead air, some of the ums, the ahs, the buts, and you know, the the false starts, and uh, could not get it cut down to fit the um, parameters. Parameters that uh, Yeah, the talk shoe had set for us. So uh, I ended up having to upload it in two parts. And I actually had to wait till I came over here to try and do it because I could not find where the trailer began on the file I had at the house. And at least over here, I still had all that stuff available. Okay. So, anyway.
0: So, hopefully, we're slowly working toward making this more professional and getting us up on iTunes and getting things done and eventually hopefully we'll have a, uh, a host that can handle the larger files for the yeah various episodes and
1: yeah that's what we're working towards and you know, we're, we're making slow progress to it but progress
0: is pod progress listen to me well it's podcasting so it would have sounded like you were being witty But no, you had to stop and then back up, and so now you just sound like you stumbled over your words.
1: (laughs) Which is what I did. Yes, well. I'm I'm used to that, though. Uh, So, anyway. Uh, So, this week's movie, as we stated in the last episode, uh, is Casper, the Friendly
0: Ghost.
2: No, it's just Casper.
0: Yes, I was looking. The title for the movie is simply Casper. But for those of you out there who actually
1: know who... Casper is. He's Casper the Friendly Ghost. The
0: friendliest ghost
1: you know. Yes.
2: Great nouns in my head.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. So. Okay, no humming. Anyway, so before we start talking about Casper and, you know, what, uh, you know, Dad is expecting out of it because he's not seen it. And unfortunately, I have. Yeah, well.
2: It's not that bad. I love Casper.
0: Yes, but you also like a lot of really strange and terrible okay, things. Okay, I
2: want a list.
0: My Little Pony. Uh,
2: <laughs> your husband. Oh, your son does too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no,
0: your husband.
2: My husband does too. Your son loves My Little Pony.
0: I bet he does <laughs> uh,
1: I'm not going to lie I do watch My Little Pony Friendship is Magic mm-hmm. but to be fair the same person that did that also had a hand in the Powerpuff Girls which I actually kind of enjoyed
2: and also they have uh, what's this way from Star Trek uh, Quill Q Q from Star Trek I forget the actor. John
0: Delancey. Yeah. We, we discussed this Eugene Bradford from Days of Our Lives yeah yeah So, anyway.
2: But he says Discord. Discord is awesome.
0: Anyway,
1: so before we get off on too strange of a tangent here. Too late. uh, Yeah. Um, So, how about we go over what's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray
0: this week? Okay. Well, there are a couple... Of lists. Yeah, a couple of lists. There are a couple of major releases. I consider a major release anything It's a recent theatrical release. And has not been out on Blu ray or DVD yet. Right. Uh, the biggest of these is the movie that I know you're just dying to see if you didn't catch it when it was in theaters, and that's Pixels. That
1: is one I actually want to see. I've heard everyone shits on that movie. But
0: They're it's like, really that weird.
1: is a bad mess, a terrible movie. No, 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 the short was better. No, 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 no. And apparently there was a short for it, which I found out through all the people complaining.
0: Yeah.
1: And. Yeah you
0: know, and mind you, I like Adam Sandler. And And back to what I said about Kayla, you know, we'll forgive you for that. <laughs> you know, you you have your
1: Hey, I said I liked him. I didn't say I was a huge fan.
2: Yeah. Uh Transylvania.
1: Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. That's you though.
2: Hey, you liked it too.
1: It was okay. It's monsters, so, yeah. so. um but yeah, him
0: and Peter Dinklage. Yes. And Kevin James. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you've got Adam Sandler, the brains behind Jack and Jill. See it. And uh, I've wiped out most of his other films from my uh, mind. Eight Crazy Nights. Well, he had some decent early stuff. Yeah. You know, Waterboy. Yeah. Um, Billy Madison. Yeah. But then he just started going on this huge downhill spiral, which ended in Pixels, which he co-starred as I said with Kevin James, who's been known for those fabulous... Paul Blart movies. Uh, Paul and, Blart Flesh Mall. And the... Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: it's a, it's an online meme. I've run across it too many times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, the movie... I, I think you got to find the movie poster nope, for it. It'll, nope,
0: it'll horrify you and like make, leave you scratching your head like...
2: Yeah, look, but I look. love... Uh, I don't pronounce you Chuck and Larry.
0: Yeah, And then you've also got uh, the Zookeeper films, which are... Which wasn't bad. Yeah, but you liked Casper. Jasper's
2: <laughs> my childhood. What was the
0: movie? one with the talking gorilla?
2: That's Zookeeper.
1: Yeah, it's Zookeeper. Oh, because I only saw the I only saw the first one. Yeah. Which
0: was again, okay. Not a great movie, but okay. Well, uh anyway, you put these two great tastes together and you get Pixels, which has a five point seven on the IMDB, which is actually higher than I would have expected. And a whopping 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. I saw that. Now, yes, Peter Dinklage is in it, but I will not hold that against him. Yeah. Uh, he is a, a fine actor. He was in 30 Rock. He was, of course, most notably in game, game, of Thrones. game of Thrones and the Station
1: Agent. He was also the voice of the ghost in uh, Destiny. Okay. It's a video game. It's a video game.
2: Trust me. He played it. And I was like, "Is that Peter Dinklage?"
1: Everyone referred to him as Dinkelbot. Okay. Um, actually, I, I thought he was okay as a voice actor, but people were just kind of like, "Ah, it's kind of dry," and you know, this and that. Okay, fine, whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. he's excellent in Game of Thrones. Oh
1: yes. In fact, he's kind of the main reason anymore I watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, what 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 is he going to do next?
2: Yeah, because they kept down on the boobs. Have you noticed that?
1: Yeah, well, after uh, what's her name, you know, a contract changed a little bit. Because she was, she had to, she had to be like, I think topless at least in like a couple of seasons. And then after that, it was just like, okay, now uh, I want this out of my uh, contract. At least yeah. it's what I was hearing. You know? Oh, I've
0: heard similar stories, but okay. I haven't sat down and watched it since, uh, I watched all of season one and loved it. And then I started to watch season two, but your mother and I were watching it together. Yeah. And trying to get the time when we could both sit down and watch it and she wasn't asleep or whatever. Yeah. Was getting tricky. Yeah. And then she ended up recording it off for you guys so you could watch it. And so she watched it then. And so then she was caught up on it and I was half a season behind. And <laughs> Well, Um
1: uh... Well, now, well, you got them on DVD, so now you can, when you have some time, sit and watch them if you
0: feel like. Yeah, well, I will one of these days. I've yeah. got other stuff I need to catch up on still too. Yeah. Plus, there's still that whole magic thing of not having enough hours in the day and enough time yeah. in the week, and yeah, there is a lot of that. Yeah. But that's enough about uh, Game of Thrones and my uh, viewing schedule. Yes. Um, so, any comments on Pixels?
1: Uh, I've still not
0: seen it. Okay all right the other major uh, theatrical release that was coming out this week was a film called southpaw and southpaw is a boxing film or fighting film it's uh jake Gyllenhaal, uh rachel mcadams are starring directed by antoine fuqua who did training day with denzel washington okay and it was written by kurt sutter and you recognize that name uh No, not right off. Kurt Sutter is the mind behind Sons of Anarchy. Ah, yeah. okay. That show I've never ha- sat down and watched. Right, and he's also got a new show out you probably haven't watched called The Bastard Executioner. Uh, I've nope. seen
2: a few episodes of that.
0: So, uh, anyway, it's got a decent pedigree, but I'm just, I don't know. I, I looked at it, and I can't get excited about it. It's one of those things if... Is that the one in which,
1: like, I've seen a couple of boxing movie trailers come out. Is that, is that the one where the guy like insults him and he just hauls off and beats the hell out of him? And, and then his essentially...
2: wife dies and his kid gets taken away because he gets overdosed or something. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, okay. we saw the trailer. Yeah, uh, I saw
1: the trailer something. for it and just like, it didn't grab me. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway. Anyway. But uh, well, that was not on my list of DVDs that were coming out.
0: Well, those were the two major releases. Now, there's a couple... There was a bunch of them. We were looking at the list, and there was all kinds of them. I was like, ooh, that looks good. Ooh, I'd like to have that in my collection. Ooh, Man. that was wonderful. But the two I figured we'd go ahead and mention, uh, one of them was Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It's coming out in a 40th anniversary Blu-ray set, limited edition Castle Catapult set.
2: Wait, is that the thing that you were talking about previously before?
0: Possibly. It, the box is shaped like the Castle and it comes with little plastic or rubber animals that yeah. you can catapult over the box. Yes. Uh, it looks really cute. And I've got at least two or three copies of Holy Grail already. So the last thing I need is another copy, but I need another copy of Holy Grail. <laughs> Especially when it comes with little rubber animals that you can catapult over yes, a castle. Yes, exactly. Uh, and uh, Screen Factory has got a three-disc Blu-ray of Army of Darkness. Out um, I'm not sure if this has been out It looked like it was on the new releases uh, Page At um, Digital Bits But uh, when I went to Amazon To look it up and check on it It almost looked like it uh, had been out For a little while So I'm not entirely certain that it's a new release But it's still a good release
2: oh, yeah. Darkness. That's uh, Ash that's I, I am
0: Ash and this is my boomstick yeah. That is the third of the Original Evil Dead movies Yeah because there's Evil Dead,
2: Evil Dead 2 that aren't in darkness. Correct. Which is a comedy, I think.
0: It is. It's a horror yeah. comedy. I watched it one time a long time ago and was a little disappointed. I um, I don't know. I was expecting more uh, Evil Dead and less uh, Three Stooges. Mm. So I want to watch it again sometime. Just sit down and watch it straight through with a different uh, viewpoint.
2: Yeah, I but do. Uh, I've
0: Steve never gotten around to, to sitting and doing that. Ah. Uh, this does have three different versions. And actually, one of the reviews said it has four different versions. But there's three discs. Uh, it has the 81-minute theatrical cut, the 96-minute director's cut, and the 88-minute international cut. Hmm. And in addition, they said there is a television cut that's on there. Hmm. Um, so... I don't know. I know there's a uh, an alternate ending, and I've seen both endings before. Okay. Um, I happen to like the one in S-Mart, but there's another ending that takes place uh, with the Rip Van Winkle type effect. Hmm. Um, it's one of those films, I, the price on it we were looking, it's actually in my price range, it's like $17. Uh, it's a little higher than I normally pay, but This is Scream Factory, it's Blu-ray, it's Sam Raimi, it's Bruce Campbell, it's the freaking Army of Darkness. So, you know, I I might be tempted if I spot it. (laughs) But that was what I found. Uh, Now, apparently, you were so intrigued by the titles we were looking at, you went back and found a few you wanted to... Well, there's a few uh,
1: that I saw. Um, Okay. Some, you know... I'm a little surprised you didn't mention *Human Centipede 3* or the
0: complete collection, or sweet sequence, I should say. Well, I um, I try to limit myself on these, and right, I always try to fit in all of the major releases, and then I fill in with the uh, yeah, the ones I did see that you know I even kind of went ooh when you and I were <laughs> yeah. looking at them. I've got the first one on Blu-ray. I want. The second one on Blu-ray, and I haven't seen the third one, so obviously I need it. Um, depending on the price, I didn't think to link uh, to click through and see what it was at Amazon. I didn't think to either, but but. Oh.
2: Uh, is the third one the musical, or is no, that a the, whole different? No, the, the musical was
0: a whole
1: different okay.
0: centipede altogether. The <laughs> the third one was uh, the one in the prison, oh. where the, they sequenced what was it like a hundred
1: prisoners together? I think it might have been more than that.
0: Wow. But yeah. yeah. Now the thing is, the musical is not officially part of the canon but it's my favorite part of the canon yeah you know it's to me <laughs>
1: it's canon i'm sorry yeah um one of the other ones i noticed cuz it's one of those like i, I want to go and watch it and I, I, I we watched something i think in the same vein okay but it was a uh, beast from 20,000 fathoms ah ray
0: harryhausen yes and i like a good ray harryhausen film harryhausen was my childhood idol Him and uh, Arthur P. Jacobs, the man who was responsible for the Planet of the Apes uh, series. Hmm. Those uh, two guys I just thought the world of as a kid. Most people were into baseball stars and stuff, and me, it's the guy that made (laughs) the Cyclops come to life in the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, and the the man who put Roddy McDowell behind prosthetic makeup. Yeah. Uh, But no, the one I was thinking of that we'd seen was like 30 million miles to Earth or something. 20 Million miles, Okay. That's uh, also Harryhausen, and that's yes. the, the Yemer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another couple of them I saw was the, uh, I guess it was the original Mighty Joe Young. Right. Well, what it is, they're actually releasing a box set called the Special Effects Collection. Right. And it's got Mighty Joe Young and 20,000. Right, but it looks like these were separate releases altogether as well. They're also releasing them separately, but that's why they're being released. Oh, ah, okay. Because they've done this big... Box set, and they're doing the individual okay. discs as well. Okay, because I mean, I still
1: some of these I'd like to you know get like the uh, you know, you know de- the you know singular discs. I had to right. think there for a second, yeah. especially like Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms. I've seen the creature you know from it before. Yeah, I think it's the Redosaurus is the name of it. And yeah, and I've, so I've never seen the movie. It's like okay, I want to see this at some yeah. point. And then the last one I had on well, the last two I had on here was Son of Kong, which I think was part of that set. Yes, it was. And you know, I've seen the original King Kong. Yes, and I don't know if Son of Kong is attached to that. Son of
0: Kong is a uh, sequel to King Kong, the original. Okay. Uh, the crew goes back to the island and they find a more playful little uh, Kong. Okay. Uh, and the last
1: one I had on the Blu-ray list was Them, which looked like giant ants overrunning humanity.
0: It is. Okay. Yep. I want to see that. It is a 1950s science fiction classic, mm. and I believe I saw it one time, it was one of the things as a kid I always wanted to see it, because you see these pictures of these huge, giant ants attacking, it's like, ooh, yeah, that looks so cool. As a kid, it does, it looks great. And then um, I managed to get to see it, oh, I don't know, I was probably... I was out of high school. Uh, found it on DB, or on VHS and watched it, and it was a little slower moving than I expected. Hmm. So um, I don't know. Maybe sit down and watch it again. Yeah, but maybe. sometimes, like I say, different points in your life, different films will affect you differently. Oh yeah. And when you're in your early 20s, you're on the go all the time. You're, you know, not really. Maybe ready for a, a slow moving, science fiction film with, you know the fifties effects. Yeah. I don't know. It just may have been you know, bad timing for me.
1: Yeah. Uh, the last one I had on the list, and I've already kind of folded it up and stuck yeah. it over there because I don't have to look at this last one. Um, is and this is just kind of a, you know, a thing for me. Yeah. More so, is Lupin the Third versus Detective Conan. Ah. Because I've watched, I watched both the the shows when they were on. Uh, I think Adult Swim was running them yeah. at one point.
0: Well, I've seen the original Conan, the yeah, Conan the Barbarian, uh, Conan yeah. the Destroyer. Conan, Not, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> Conan the talk show host. I've seen yeah. those, but That's... I haven't seen Conan the. Oh, Detective Conan. Yeah. Um, it's mildly entertaining. It's uh. That's
2: an air thing. It's
1: yeah, probably. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. uh, Uh, That's where he pulled the name from. Yeah, Um, but no, he was originally like a a teenager who was really good at solving crimes and working with the police. Yeah, uh, he got hit with like a dart filled with a chemical that turned him back into a child. Ah. and so he uh, he still solves crimes, but he uh, he's got a little watch that uh, basically allows him to dart people and knock them out. And then it's got a voice modulator in it so he can sound like the person he's knocked out. Yeah. Typically he knocks out the police chief and assumes the police chief's voice and solves the crime that way. Because, I mean, who lets a kid into a crime scene, seriously? Right. And then, of course, Lupin the III, uh, world's greatest thief. Yeah. Uh, is He's constantly chased around by Officer Zenigata, who is constantly trying to arrest him because, you know, I mean, you know, then he got as a police officer Lupin's a thief go, you know go figure yeah and uh so it's for me it's neat seeing the world's greatest thief meet
0: the world's greatest detective yeah you know you're talking about kids at a crime scene there's a TV show on Adult Swim called Newsreaders. I'm pretty sure it's the one that was on had a segment where they had a child uh crime solver <laughs> would go into a crime scene and okay well you missed this you know and they Find the clue that the cops completely overlooked and solved all the cases. And... <laughs> okay. But, anyway. Just reminded me of that when you started talking oh, about you know, children okay. in crime scenes. <laughs> well, that's all I had. Okay. All right. Well, then, uh, what about uh, theaters this week? Well,
1: I... Uh, I went and looked, and uh, there's only like two major releases. And
0: that's exactly what I saw as well. Yes. Uh, the first one is a drama comedy called our brand is crisis and it stars sandra bullock and billy bob thornton and it was directed by david gordon green who is known more commonly for things like pineapple express and your highness okay now i saw your highness and i loved it i thought
1: it was hysterical i saw part of it i didn't get to see all of it and i enjoyed what i saw i think i i think i saw like part of the middle and part of the end yeah and, I mean, I enjoyed it, but there are a lot of people out there that are just like, that was a terrible movie. I I loved it. I thought it was funny. And I've never seen Pineapple Express. Yeah,
0: you know, so. I've never sat down and watched it either. But people are always telling me, that one's good. Yeah. So. But uh, just, you know, I'm looking at the ads and everything I've seen for our brand is Crisis, and it looks so serious. And then to have him be the director of these two, you know, essentially stoner comedies. Yeah. I was like, okay, this does not compute. And then Sandra Bullock and Billy Bob Thornton. You know, Billy Bob's in one of my, I don't want to say favorite comedies, but it's one I definitely enjoy, and that's Bad Santa. Bad Santa. Yeah. Mm. And Sandra Bullock is a, you know, she's a good actress. She's
2: a crack-up. Come on. Yeah. But. Um, this geniality.
1: Maybe, maybe we'll find out as all this goes on that it's actually, you know, probably supposed to be funnier than the trailers and stuff are letting on
0: it may be but like Is like the
2: one about the election
0: yes uh uh not actually an election it's a they're installing a new leader in a foreign country and she's a pr yeah. expert that's uh used to spinning the truth and the ah, stuff okay. around in america and she goes over there, but... Okay, I might have seen one trailer for that. Apparently, Billy Bob Thornton is her rival, and he's, I guess, working against her or something uh, over there. I don't no. know. Okay. Um, the other film is one that I really... I've seen the Red Band trailer for. It looked hysterical. I'd love to see it. Uh, and that is The Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Oh, yeah, that, um, Oddly enough, um,
1: we managed to go down to uh, Charleston yesterday. Yeah. Because Kayla wanted to see Goosebumps before it was out. Yeah. Of the theaters. And that was one of the movie posters hanging up in the theater. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay, that looks odd and interesting. And then it was it was like, I think we got home and then later that day one of the trailers had come on the TV.
0: Well, the uh, the only thing that This may ruin your opinion of it. Because I get to looking. It's like, okay, what else has this guy done? And the uh, director was the writer of four of the Paranormal Activity movies. Oh, for crying out loud. And he directed one of the Paranormal Activity movies, which was The Marked Ones. Oh. Oh,
2: I'll try not to hold it against them.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll
0: still give it a try. Yeah.
2: And also, they have zombie cats in this one. I saw the trailer.
0: Right, and they have topless zombie strippers in this one too. So. Yes.
2: Well, there's already zombie strippers.
0: Yes, but these look like they're actually good zombie strippers, not that truly horrible movie. That at least I understand it was truly horrible. I haven't seen it.
2: Um, Oh, we have a copy.
0: uh, I think I may have a copy as well, but. You mean strippers versus zombies?
2: No, zombie strippers.
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, also, I wanted to bring up something that was in USA Today Oh Today They've got a picture of the new Ghostbusters crew Okay Now, we mentioned a couple weeks ago Talking about they're doing a Ghostbusters remake Yeah And some of the originals are coming back for cameos
2: yeah, This is the Pim Dove?
0: Yes And it's got all four of the female Ghostbusters Kristen Wiig uh, Melissa McCarthy and um, they've also got Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon. Right. Kate McKinnon's the one I was trying to think of. Leslie Jones, I, she's joined Saturday Night Live last year as a performer. And the first time I saw her on the screen, she just grabs you by the throat and dares you not to laugh. She <laughs> is absolutely amazing. She's fantastic. She's funny. And when I saw that picture with the four of them that's in USA Today, and I saw her in her Ghostbusters outfit, that made me smile. That is just... She perfectly... You know, if I didn't want to see the movie before, seeing her in a Ghostbusters costume makes me want to see that movie all the more. Uh, I love all the actresses that are in that movie. Paul Feig is good you know, as far as directing. Oh, yeah. But... Leslie Jones as a Ghostbuster. I have got to see that movie now. Yeah, I, uh, I think I'm going to block out a little uh, a little bit of time to go see that one too. Yeah. Yeah. So when does that one come out? Do we know? Uh, I think it's next summer. I'm okay. not, not 100% certain, right. but I believe that's what it is. Okay. Well, I guess we'll have um, to keep an eye on it then. Yeah. It. Uh, I just wanted to show you that picture and make mention of that because, as I said, she is... Just, you know, when Eddie Murphy first appeared on Saturday Night Live, he was a bit player. He didn't even have a a featured role. And Mm. he just shot into the consciousness. Uh, The same thing happened uh, with like Rob Schneider and David Spade. They just sort of appeared, you know, small little roles and everything. And, you know, they went on to big things. Um, Leslie Jones, they had her come out and do a bit on Weekend Update one week and i thought why is this woman not a regular why is she not in <laughs> you know every other sketch that's on this show it's just she is truly truly funny and she deserves to really get recognized when this movie comes out
1: i have a feeling that she will
0: okay but uh enough yeah. about uh, new releases and future releases Let's talk about a dead boy. (laughs) Yeah. So,
1: as we mentioned at the top of the show and last week, uh, this week's movie is
0: Casper. Right. As suggested by Kayla. Oh, not just suggested by Kayla. This was championed by Kayla. This was her...
2: My Halloween movie.
0: Yes. Yeah. still...
1: There were so many other movies you could have gone to. Well,
2: save a day we were for Christmas for
1: Christmas. You could have also heard the movie that we haven't seen yet that he showed me the trailer for earlier, and that was Zombievers. Yeah, he showed me the trailer. I have to see this movie now.
0: Yeah, Zombievers looks really good.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it looks interesting, but it's Casper.
0: Yeah, still. Casper uh, has been around for quite some time. He uh, started out as a character in a children's book from 1939 and made his first appearance in an animated cartoon in 1945. And that was the, uh, I believe, I believe that was called The Friendly Ghost. Ah, oh. Yeah, The Friendly Ghost, uh, the first novel tune to feature Casper. It was released by Paramount Pictures in 1945. Uh, He went on to have a few other uh, short in this Noveltoon series. And then they started making actual Casper cartoons. And when I was a kid, then they started making the animated Casper TV series. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, there was Casper Comics from Harvey Comics. And apparently now, Casper is owned by uh, DreamWorks. Huh. Uh, it was bought by uh, Classic Media and the Classic Media was bought by DreamWorks. So, uh, who knows what will happen. But, uh, Shout Factory in 2011, you hear me praise Shout Factory all the time. Oh yeah. They released a DVD set entitled Casper the Friendly Ghost The Complete Collection 1945 to 1963 and it contains all of those novel tune cartoons as well as 55 theatrical cartoons and all 26 episodes of the new Casper cartoon show. Huh. So, uh...
1: Well, now, the funny thing is about the Casper cartoons, not that one specifically, but way back when Cartoon Network was getting started... Yeah. You know, they played a lot of, like, the old Hanna-Barberas and so on and so forth. Yeah. Well, one of the things they had there for a brief period was almost like a newer, like, Casper TV show.
0: Yeah. And I remember watching that. Well, there's uh, been quite a few, I guess, TV series. Uh, let's see. There was the new Casper cartoon show in 63, uh, which was on ABC. The original Casper cartoon syndicated under Harvey Tunes. Uh, there was a Casper's First Christmas special and a Casper's Halloween special. There was uh, the Saturday morning series Casper and the Angels which was on NBC. That was in 1979. Uh, there was a bunch of uh, Casper cartoons released by Universal Home Video. And then they did the uh, 1995 movie, which we are going to be, quote, air quote,
1: enjoying tonight. <laughs> and then uh, right down there, it says, in 1996, Amblin Entertainment and Universal uh, Cartoon Studios Created a new Casper series for Fox Kids. Ah, uh, okay. Um, maybe that's the maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But I could swear there was something on Cartoon Network. I, I just could be losing my mind, but I do remember watching one.
0: Yeah, well, it's entirely possible Cartoon Network, you know, could have played
1: any of those. I know they were for a while around Halloween they would play like these like 3D CG uh well animated like Casper cartoons. Yeah, where he's in like school. Yeah. With other monsters, and those oh, aren't terrible. Yeah. yeah, those aren't terrible. I mean, mind you, yeah. You know, if one of them's on, and there's nothing else. I might not change the channel, but <laughs> now that I have Netflix and Hulu, I can find something. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so uh, well, you do see we?
2: My little pony.
1: Uh I would sooner watch My Little Pony over Casper. Yeah, yeah. You heard me. All right, so do we want to leave him with the trailer and go and... Well, uh,
0: normally we did because you you have seen Casper or have not? I have seen it, but it has been a long time since I have seen it. Okay, I have not seen it, and I don't think there's any real great uh, mystery as to what my expectations or lack thereof (laughs) are for uh, for Casper. Right. Uh, I don't know, Casper came out, I just... The whole idea of these CGI... Ghosts and everything, you know. It just I don't know. Didn't appeal to me. Nah. Yeah. Casper had been around when I was a kid, but even then, it was kind of a, a, goofy thing. You had Casper and Wendy, and Hot Stuff. Who the fuck is Hot Stuff? Hot Stuff
1: was the little devil.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, okay, because I know I know who Wendy is. Yeah. In fact, she made yeah. some yeah. appearances in some of the Casper cartoons I
0: watched.
2: Well, the Casper. They actually have a Casper movie with Wendy. Uh, right. It was actually... Her, the actress that did uh, Wendy was... Uh,
0: Hilary Duff.
1: Yeah. Ah. Be- was that before she went downhill? It would have had to be. She was a kid. Yeah. yeah. Well... Not, it was before Lizzie McGuire. Okay, well, something will start that downhill slide early. I had to make sure.
0: <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, uh... Yeah, we're uh, we're going to be subjected... Actually, I don't know, maybe this is the whole thing. You know, it's Halloween, you think of torture and haunted houses, and she's going to subject us to this torture. And you
1: know. <laughs> Yes. Uh, all right, so I guess we'll leave him with the trailer and go watch this movie and get it out of the way.
0: Hey, sounds like a plan. Yeah. For 100 years, he has wandered the halls of Whipstaff Manor.
2: waiting for someone
1: there's a girl on my bed yes (laughs) hi Casper can you go invisible (laughs) that one's easy now, life at Whipstaff Manor can I keep you will never be the same
2: cool (laughs)
1: Ghosts can't hurt you.
2: Get together, bone bag!
0: Don't come near me, you spiteful spook! We share
2: haunting stories with throw party. Oh! <laughs>
0: The parties are always pretty dead, though. Mm. I feel like over on hiatus. (laughs) What the hell do you think you're doing? We have company. Well, company loves misery. Boom,
2: take a hike! Get a grade! Yeah! Dad! Oh, one and one for all! your pants before they fall! (laughs) You guys are disgusting, obnoxious creeps. Thank Thank you.
1: you! Universal Pictures and
0: Avalon Entertainment Are we scary or what? Invite you on a wild, wondrous ride Hurry
2: up, come on!
0: To the other side Smell
2: it, ma'am! Casper Sorry (laughs)
1: And we're back from watching Casper So uh (laughs) Um We made it a point To after we came back Since we were sitting down back at the computer Uh dad goes Hold on I gotta show you something first Before we get started again And uh That was the To make up I guess to make up for what we watched We'll find out here in a minute
2: Casper ain't that bad
1: Uh he showed us the 1910 Frankenstein movie.
0: It was produced by Thomas Alva Edison, inventor of the light bulb, among other things. And it was the first cinematic horror film, the first Frankenstein film, and for decades it was considered lost. And here somewhere in the last five ten years... It turned up and they've been there have been people that have been trying to uh, remaster it and improve the quality of the uh, the images they found and um, they've added titles and they've added soundtrack you know not a vocal soundtrack but a musical soundtrack to try and simulate as much as they can the original experience of watching this back in 1910 and um i thought well okay you know we haven't done a classic monster so this is a 13 minute 12 minute 13 minute film i'll put that on we'll watch that and uh, that way at least we did watch one classic monster movie yeah uh in the the month of halloween yeah um
1: and, to be fair, I enjoyed the 13-minute film. It was really
0: good.
2: I liked it.
0: It's definitely different. It's a uh, an interesting approach. You know, they did not have the special effects and everything that we have today.
1: Right, so they couldn't do the whole... Now, in the, the original book, did they actually hoist the creature into the thunderstorm?
0: I don't remember how they brought the creature to life in the original book. I've never... Actually sat down and watched it. You mean read I it? I read it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, I have watched the original Frankenstein. But right. I've not read the Mary Shelley uh, okay. book. Yeah, because that
1: was an interesting, you know, way of you know bringing the monster to life. Right. And, and you
0: could you could see him mouthing,
1: "It's alive!
0: It's alive!" Yeah, I couldn't, but uh, that's just my eyesight, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, I did. I was reading somewhere, and it's actually. Pretty evident if you get to watching it, the uh, effects were done by, they built a puppet and they stuck it in this room and set it on fire and melted it and then ran the footage backwards. Yeah, I saw that. To uh, create the creation effect. Yeah. Which was still really cool. Yes, it
1: was. And And for the time, very innovative. Oh, yeah. And I'd said it looked, you know, it looked better than some of the stuff that came later. Just simply because I mean I've watched like super some of the super old TV and stuff and some of the super old movies and just the painted backgrounds. Right. I mean you you could clearly tell they were painted. This looked like it was just like, okay, we got this, this, and this, you know, as far as like places to shoot, so
0: we're gonna shoot here. It looked really good. Well, the thing with your silent films, so many of them were made by people that were you know, were coming out of a theater background, a theater experience. So you made your backdrop, and you put it up, you made your set, you know, you had your physical set, and that was where you you acted. Yeah. And because you had to act for the people that were sitting in the back of the theater, you overacted everything, and you were very much of a flourish with every action you took. You know, you notice them picking up a book and they'll hold it high and look at it, and yeah, that's so the people in the back can tell what they're doing, right. And that's still carried over into the silent films, you know, the first ones, right. Um, because they weren't really aware that film was it. They knew it was a different medium, but didn't realize that uh, your reaction to watching it would be different than your reaction to watching something live in a the theater,
1: right. So, anyway. But, enough about... Uh, enough about, you know, classic Frankenstein from 1910. Right. Let's, let's move on. Move, let's move back on to Casper. Yes. So, um,
0: this was Kayla's pick for the month of October. Right. And, and I've given her a lot of crap over picking Casper. And my main thing was, to me, Casper is a... A family film. I don't so much think of it as a Halloween film or a... Definitely not a horror film. Right. Um, and I was not a huge fan of the idea of you know the three evil ghosts, if you will. They weren't really evil, just overly mischief, mischievous. Yeah. It reminds me too much of the three stepsisters in... Cinderella, Cinderella. I mean,
2: the, two no. the
0: Stepmother. Well, you get the picture though. I yeah. know well, there were three in one version, I think, and
1: Well, either way, I mean that yeah. that's kinda how the that's kinda how they treated him. Yeah. But you know, but for me, considering I started with a lot of the later stuff where they were in there. Yeah. You know, that was you know, they, they were pretty much staples of like the Casp the world of Casper for me. Yeah.
0: See, they weren't in the, the Casper that I remembered from a child. And as far as that goes, I was not a huge fan of Casper as a child, as I said, you know, I mean, I liked him well enough. Uh, but even then this Casper, the CGI just didn't look like the Casper I knew. Mm. It didn't look like the Casper, you know, that I grew up with. And when you add in then the the ghost and I have You know, people have their little triggers. I'm not one of these people to go off the the hinges or off the rails or whatever about, you know, things like this. But, you know, I was bullied as a child. And it was just part of life back then. You know, if you you were either the bully or you were bullied, one or the other, you know, most of the time. And I was never a bully. I was always the one that got picked on. And so watching these ghosts, you know pick on people, pick on Casper, whatever. It just, it's not my comfort level. You know, it's something that's like, eh, you know, I had to put up with that in real life. So that was another thing that kind of was off-putting for me to try to think about sitting down to watch this movie. Uh, I will say, however, it was not uh, the crap fest that I uh, expected. Thank you. Um, It was an enjoyable Family film, although yeah. there was there was a little bit of language, so if you're overly sensitive, you know, that might not be
2: Dude, they
0: only said bitch twice. Uh they used been, piss, damn, hell, bitch. I think yeah. that was it. Well, there was also a couple of uh, off colour jokes. Yeah. Which
2: I never caught as a kid at <laughs> Well, you know, that's
0: that's the thing too. You know, I've always talked about is when I was a kid, there were movies I saw, and there was stuff in it that went right over my head. And there was a movie I really wanted to see called *Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry*. And I wanted to see it because, for some reason, you know, as a child, you know how you make these odd comparisons. and yeah. Everything is. We thought uh, *Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry* was similar to *Dirty Sally*, which was a, a *Gunsmoke* hmm. um, spinoff. And they had absolutely nothing at all to do (laughs) with one another. Completely different in every way possible. But uh, it was just the thing. Well, they both have Dirty in the title, so they both must be, you know. Yeah. No, not at all. But, um, hey, I was eight or nine years old at the time, so. Yeah. But there was a scene. My mother was all set to take me. We were going to go see Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry. Uh, They'd advertised it on TV and everything. And my sister found out there was a topless scene in it. And consequently, that was the end of me getting to go see Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry. I did not get to go to the theater to see it. And you know, I'm sure a lot of the stuff in it, including possibly even the topless scene at that point, would have went right over my head. I wouldn't have even noticed it but you know when it's brought out and pointed out to you yeah you you kind of pick up on so I'm sure some of the scenes that I'm looking at and going oh okay you know that's kind of a little bit of risque humor um not that that stuff bothers me but it's just I do note it because there's so much of a uh a backlash anymore on some of this stuff that um I can see where, yeah, as a kid, you maybe you wouldn't have noticed. Maybe it would have went right over your head. Well, the, when I saw it, you know, seeing
1: it now, you know, yeah. from start to finish, there were a lot of jokes that were there before that just went, before. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, that is funny. I get that now.
0: Yeah. So, uh, as a family film, I think it's it's a fine comedy. It's a fine little family film. Uh, Divorcing myself from the fact that, as I said, it doesn't look like my Casper. He's too smooth and shiny and see-through, and you know, I've got issues with that. Uh, And divorcing myself from the fact that it's not what I would call a horror movie by any stretch. Right. And well, Well, to be fair, Kenny and Company wasn't a horror movie. No, but Kenny and Company was a Halloween film. It was set in Halloween. It dealt. With trick-or-treating and Halloween. Yes. Um, It just seemed like, because
1: in Casper, it just seemed like Halloween was thrown in there as a, you know, convenience thing.
0: Yeah, because it was a Halloween dance. Right. But that's, you know, those are my only complaints about it. And that's, one of those is purely a perspective thing. And the other one is purely in relationship to when we stuck the film into the uh, the lineup. Of movies that we're yeah we're watching.
2: Well, this is only our first Halloween month.
0: Right. Well, we only get one a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so maybe next year. We'll Unless you're
1: stuck in all. a time loop, then that's a different story. Yeah.
2: That's
1: awesome. Uh, but anyway, so I, mean, yeah, So let's let's start with Kayla. What do you
0: give this out of five? <laughs> well, how did it hold up for you watching it? Now, uh, as a much older.
2: It's a nostalgia thing. I remember watching as at five years old. I was sick. And mom and dad put the VHS in the. Yes, I said VHS into the VCR.
0: That's okay. Garvis put the Lego blocks into the VCR <laughs> when he was five years old. So.
2: Uh, it was a basically... Was it
1: five or younger? I don't know. Because they were mega blocks. Or the big Legos at that point. Yeah, well. Anyway.
2: But I give this a nine and a half.
1: I mean, four and a half shit. Oh, I was gonna say. (laughs) Well, you rated this really high off the scale. Yeah. Well, this Uh, is my
2: childhood favorite film. I would wear the VHS tape out. I think we had three copies. Yeah, my childhood
1: favorite films were all part of a franchise known as Godzilla. And God knows I wore the crap out of the VHS tapes for that.
0: Yes, and they were my VHS tapes at that point.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but, uh... Anyway... uh, I, I would give this one a three point five. I mean, I enjoyed it, but the problem is, you know, you the the CG ghosts, they don't. The CG did not hold up. Well, yeah, but it's '90s though. Yeah. So is Jurassic Park, and it has held up phenomenally
0: over the years. Well, as as I said, I've got issues with the CGI ghosts myself, uh, but a lot of that has to do with my you know, classic Casper versus... Yeah. You know, CGI Casper. Um, you know, I just think if you're going to make him a CGI ghost, you can make him a little more realistic than this.
1: Yeah. You know, they could have at least given him his feet.
0: Eh, they could have done a lot of things. Made him look have a little more features other than just this big, you know, Casper head. Yeah. But, that being said, um, the movie itself... I didn't think was all that bad. Um, I would grudgingly give it a 3.75. You know, it had some cute cameos. It had uh, some nice little nods to other things. It's got Eric Idle in it. Anything with a former Python can't be all bad. So so I'll give it a 3.75. And if I was really pushed... You know, and talking about it strictly as a family film, I might be able to get my arm twisted to do up to a four. But mm. so you're
1: sitting at three point seven five. I right now for this, yes, I'm sitting okay. at three seven five. It's actually not too far off from me. So, nah. all right. Well, then uh, I would call this one a uh, a success.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a pleasant surprise. It was not the crap fest I expected. Yeah. I wasn't. I was expecting Crapster, the friendly ghost, and (laughs) instead we got Casper, the semi-Casper ghost. (laughs) Ah, all
1: right. So next week's is a wild card viewing.
2: But have we discussed this yet? Well,
1: well, Dad and I kind of did, and I think he settled on a movie for us to watch.
0: Yes, I uh, was down at Kmart this week, and I found a movie. That I had to pick up, and they had it on sale, you know. So, oh
2: God, keyword sale. Okay, this is bad. What is it?
0: You want to tell her?
1: So, our movie for next week is Jurassic World. Mm.
0: I thought she was going <laughs> to scream. Yeah, I thought she was too. You were trying to save the. Uh,
1: yeah, I was trying mic. to save our listeners. And now I just want to save my hand. She's chewing on it. Okay, well move your hand. <laughs> Ow, I can't. She's latched on. Let go. Ah. <laughs> she latched on. <laughs> oh, there go the waveforms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yes, he, he picked up a copy of Jurassic
0: World, and we are going to watch it next week.
2: Yay, uh, postal grunt. Uh.
0: <laughs> now, um, uh. I have not seen Jurassic World. I have seen all three previous Jurassic Park films. Okay. Uh, You two have seen Jurassic World twice, twice, and couldn't be bothered to take your poor dear old dad either one of the times you went. Well, just uh, let him (laughs) languish and rot here in his home.
1: uh, You you know, it it comes back to uh, you know our scheduling difference. Uh And both times we went, it was on a Tuesday. Uh Yeah, but no. So I, I will say this right now. Uh, as far as Jurassic World's concerned, yeah, take two and
0: three, yeah, roll them together and throw them out the window. Yeah, well, two I'm never was a fan of. Uh, three I didn't think was as bad as everybody made it out to be. Three gets a lot of negative publicity. Negative. A lot of
1: the problem that people have with three is the Spinosaurus. Well, that and
2: the raptor Allen.
0: Yeah, still didn't bother me. I yeah. enjoyed Jurassic Park three. I did not care for Jurassic Park 2. I did not care that much for the book, Jurassic Park Lost World. Uh, And I loved Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park. And he wrote Lost World. I mean, it wasn't a case if somebody took his concept and wrote a different book. But it just, there was so much of an emphasis on dinosaur poop in that (laughs) book. And it just really... It was not entertaining to me, but um, there were some entertaining parts in the book, uh, just like there were a few entertaining you know parts in the movie. But I yeah. just all in all, Jurassic Park two did not do it for me. Three I thought was a step up, and as I said, I know I'm in the minority there. Well, so uh, Jurassic I... World I'm looking forward to Chris Pratt, yeah. uh, wonderful actor. Yeah, uh, Star Lord. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So Andy Dwyer, uh, you've completely lost both of us on that. I know
2: one. Uh, community.
1: No Parks and Rec. Oh, okay.
2: I knew it was one of the shows.
1: It it, it would have taken me uh, probably a couple of days for that one to have hit me. Johnny Karate. What?
2: Don't hurt him.
1: <laughs> it's another <laughs> character he played on Parks and Rec. Uh, okay, I've got to go for back Mark and Macklin. watch one. Okay, I got to go back and watch some Parks and Rec. I think it's on Hulu. Probably. Yeah,
2: it's on Hulu.
1: All right. So, next week, Jurassic World. Until then, have a good one. Yep, see you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?